Hi guys, it's Kara, host of Everyone's Business But Mine. And let's be real, one thing that makes the show possible is by selling sponsorships to advertisers. One way you can support us in getting more sponsors is by telling us a little bit more about yourself. You can do that by filling out a quick survey at the link in the show description. Plus, your answers are anonymous. They'll help us learn what you love most about the show and how to make it even better. The questions will ask you about the things that help advertisers understand the audience. It'll only take a few minutes, and it's an easy way to help the show. So you can find the link in the show description. Thank you so much, and stay tuned for the rest of the show. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Standing up, going to the center stage, delivering the line, and then flipping our hair, coming back and feeling very good about herself. That's not a showman. That's a bitch. It's Housewives Friday, and we're at season 13 of The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. I had to bring a special guest along to talk about what is going on in really Encino. We we should be honest about that. But anyway, <laughs> welcome one half of Hollywood crime scene, Desi Jedikin. Hello, Desi. Hi. Hi, Kara. I'm so excited to be here and honored to do a premiere episode. I'm honored to have you. I'm honored to have somebody from <laughs> LA to walk me through this. I feel like, you know, like I really want to get wrapped up in the vibe, the California vibe. So I'm hoping you can help me with that. I will do my best. Thank you. Thank you. Um, <laughs> I, how are you feeling? Like, how are you feeling about Beverly Hills? We, we so rarely get to talk housewives. I'm like so excited. I don't even know where to start. <laughs> I know. I, I agree. Um, I, this has always been one of my favorite franchises, mm-hmm. um, even though it's definitely had some ups and downs as far as the seasons go. I tend to like this one a lot. It started off so strong for me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Maybe partially it's just still, you know, living off those vibes that I kind of always want back, like chasing the dragon of the yeah. first season. <laughs> you know, it's like once you get Adrian's hair tinsel, it's hard to, yeah. you know. <laughs> It's hard to come down from that, you know? <laughs> yeah. So 
yeah, I tend to like it. There's always good characters. I think um, there's they have some good villains. Uh, I'm talking about Erica, which she's mm. kind of a character for me, and I think she likes it. Um, yeah. So yeah, it's it's definitely I think a solid franchise for me. I I agree. Um, there's been some drama, of course, for months surrounding Kyle and Mauricio. Kyle possibly you know as Andy would call it dipping into the lady pond which like I just rolled my eyes just saying that um you know is Mauricio stepping out like what the hell is going on what's happening so we officially know that they are separated they're still living together but they're definitely separated but like will they won't they they're working on it kind of they still love each other you know we remain right. the best of friends sort of bullshit that we get fed every time somebody in Hollywood breaks up, right? Yes. Um, how are you feeling about like the Morgan of it all? I mean, it's very interesting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like for sure. I kind of, you know, I'm a fan of ladies getting a little, you know, past like a certain age and deciding they're a lesbian. I Absolutely. like that. Genre. I'm Honestly, like, I'm happy. This would like be a best case scenario for me with Kyle. Like, I would love that. Yeah. So it's not like, uh, I think that that's always sort of fun for me to see. Like, great, good for you. Um, I've never been like so wrapped up in them as a couple. <laughs> I don't know why. Yeah. Um, but it was kind of shocking still at the same time because it seemed like a couple that would probably just stay together forever for appearances' sake almost mm, yeah interesting interesting but it, yeah. it this episode did give me some insight i think into kyle which we'll go we'll get to when we start talking about the episode i think yeah um, um so, are you, yeah. do you watch dancing with the stars i don't Have i you i, I considered it <laughs> <laughs> you've thought about it but yeah i mean you get the you get the process right I get the process and I know he's still on, which is surprising because I think I've read that he's not the best dancer. I I have not seen any of his performances, so I can't speak to that. I've only seen Ariana's, but um, I am also not really a Dancing with the Stars girly, but like I also get it. And I know that this sort of tends to be kind of like Big Brother in the sense that there's usually like a showmance, like usually somebody in the cast is hooking up or dating one or the other so um there were pictures that came out paparazzi pictures of mauricio holding hands with his partner emma and this happened gosh i guess last week kyle was on watch what happens live just after the premiere last night and said that she was you know pretty upset about seeing those pictures and didn't really know what to do with that information but as of today, Mauricio and Emma did a um, video addressing this. And if you guys haven't seen it, they basically said that it's been a tough week because I think what happened is that one of the uh, judges, Len Goodman, he passed away last year or something recently, but (laughs) they did a tribute to him. So I think the tribute happened this week. So I think that's what they mean when they say like this week has been really tough. And so basically they said they're not dating. There's nothing untoward happening, but that they went to dinner in their rehearsal outfits 
and they were leaving, I guess, and just recapping. Mauricio used the word recapping <laughs> to like de- to uh, describe. I guess he was saying that they were like just basically recapping what they had just talked about at dinner. And so he grabbed out to hold her hand and she held it. And then the paparazzi, wouldn't you know it, to happen to take a picture. So, Desi, I'll give you the floor yeah. to share your feelings on that. Um, I didn't really, like like you said, I've I've seen season after season. There's always a couple where that their people are speculating they're hooking up. And mm-hmm. sometimes true, sometimes it's not. So when I initially saw this story, I was like, uh, who cares? Like, <laughs> I don't really care one way or the other. Um, but then when you you sent me the little video from them, uh, which I guess came out today, and I was like, there's a little too much thought put into this about mm-hmm. exactly. So it, it was kind of like, okay, we were talking about something really sad at dinner right. and go outside and we started recapping what we just said. And it was emotional. So that's why you reached, you know what I mean? It was like, it was like they planned how they were going to explain themselves. Too much detail. Mm-hmm. It was too much detail. And I felt like you could just say, like, I took her hand. Like, there, why was there this whole, like, explanation for it? I just didn't. I feel like that made me think, okay, something is going on. And yeah, she's it, 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 separated. So is it even wrong? Like, that's what I don't get. Yeah, I mean, maybe it's that, like, Ross and Rachel were on a break thing. Like, it's just, like, morally wrong, you know, but not technically. Or or maybe there's some pretense that they're still trying to work on it. Well, that brings me, I don't know if you saw this, the video that I posted on my Twitter um, that this was from three weeks ago. I happened to see it on TikTok and it's Mauricio and he's holding Emma. They're like doing, you know, like a post episode interview with whoever. And obviously they're asking Mauricio what the hell's going on with him Kyle and he's like no we're very much together like we're separated like we're going through a tough time but we're together like make no mistake we're and I don't know if you saw this but Emma looks so uncomfortable to me it is only the body language and the facial expressions of a woman who's fucking a man who's still very much in a relationship yeah I didn't see that video, but I can imagine the face one would make. Because you're trying to look like sort of neutral. (laughs) Yeah. Be cool. Don't be all uncool. Just be really neutral. But there's something about that that in and of itself is very guilty looking. Like, Uh Mm -hmm. Exactly. Exactly. She's not looking at the camera at all. This isn't like oh, this is kind of an uncomfortable situation. Like, oh, I, you know, and this is not my business. No, this is like, oh, like I don't want to hear this I don't want to hear this I don't want to hear this because I don't want to remind myself that he's got a wife yeah yeah so um, I would I would encourage everybody to check that out it is oh it like gives me the chills just thinking about it but um, these reality stars need to stop thinking they can get away with shit because there are too many online sleuths out hello. there who are pulling from every aspect of social media like these people and I love them because I don't I don't know how to do this or I don't have the time to do it but I love seeing someone who does it uh, <laughs> I, and I think it should be a high earning job quite frankly no for real like especially in a, in a post-scandal world I can't imagine that anybody on Bravo would not be like on high alert for this sort of thing like hello and people are going back months years like 
oh yeah and like you need to scrub no seriously and like you also know that like the fandom of social media fans of real housewives of beverly hills is unlike most of the fandoms of any show on bravo they're they're in it okay they're in it right they follow (laughs) every cast member they follow like on all social media platforms Mm -hmm. like yeah and there's a lot of information there a lot and they give it to them these people post a lot like right exactly so y'all gotta be careful but anyway that leads us to couple number two who like may or may not be having issues pk and dorit how are you feeling about that i mean this couple never made sense to me (laughs) (laughs) so it's not surprising and once again this week's episode kind of gives us some more insight into what's going on between them so it sort of um makes me feel like yeah something is going down probably and I do kind of feel like when people um are really defensive like Erica we see in the episode makes like a joke that they'll be the first to next to split it's like I feel like if you really are comfortable in your relationship relationship that shit doesn't really bother you as much Mm -hmm. (laughs) oh shut up Erica look look what happened to you like you have no room to talk right like make a joke about it but it's like who who fucking cares like if you're truly like in it um but she's really bothered by it so I was kind of like hmm maybe there's something there I have my theory on on that remind me to uh spill when we get to that part I will (laughs) um but there have been rumors about Dorit and PK I want to say like towards the beginning of last season that they had like moved to London and that like they had broken up and then and she was fucking uh, Mauricio right wasn't that a that's always been an an underlying tension (laughs) for sure (laughs) and honestly I would like to see it but um I yeah that that's not the first time that that these rumors have come out about them but they went to people and issued a statement on Wednesday this night of the premiere and said that they're like They've had some challenging years, but they're very much together. And they said, we remain committed to working through these issues as a united couple for our family. We have not separated, nor are we planning to do so. Rather, we're focused on healing, healing, excuse me, making changes and doing the things that many couples have to do at some point in their marriage. And we would be grateful for everyone's understanding. We're doing what we can to focus on the best interests of the family. Um, Long story short, they're close to splitting up. (laughs) yeah basically my theory is uh, they have to kick it on over to like whatever the off-broadway version of uh west end is in london because um them as a family with boy george of course are going to be doing um the night before christmas or something on stage (laughs) i don't know if you wear this but the kids are going to be it dorit is also going to be in it and boy george (laughs) incredible I anticipate maybe towards the end, maybe Q1, I think they're going to break up. Yeah. 2024. Yeah. Um, But yeah, so let's get into the episode. We yes. start like pretty typical, I think, you know, just where we are now, like we hear, we see the headlines first and then we have to go back to see like how we got here. Right. Right. Um, everybody's talking about kyle and mo pk is like how did we not know this you know crystal's housekeeper is thinking somebody's fucking 
Kyle's crying to Erica about how people reached out to her on Instagram to say that they were there like Charles and Diana or whatever. I don't know, but yeah, <laughs> she's crying nonetheless. <laughs> um, so that really brings us to like the real beginning of the episode where Dorit and PK, they're in the kitchen. Dorit's trying to keep PK from getting diabetes. He's got literally like a fist of barbecue lays <laughs> in one hand and a fist of sour cream and onion chips in the other. I honestly never related to PK more though. Like, <laughs> eating two types of chips in sweats, just like walking into camera. Like that's why I can't go on reality TV. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. So she reminds him that they're about to meet Eagle Woman. And PK's like, what? How's she getting here? She's flying. And then he opens the door. They get there. Two women are at the door. And he's like, all right, which one of you is Eagle Woman? The other lady says her name's Nancy. And he goes, what? Have you got a name like Eagle Woman? She's like, yeah, I do. It's Blue Raven. And he turns to Dorit and he goes, all right, this is Blue Raven, also known as Nancy. And Dorit's like, I'm going to just apologize in advance. And he goes, no, really? That's a name. Right. He's not being funny. But I, I actually said, oh, Lord, the minute she said Eagle Woman was coming over. Right. I just know PK in that situation is going to be slightly problematic. <laughs> Ooh, I was getting the sweats. I was like, okay, I'm seeing a black background with a white font. And we're going to have to apologize some in- to some indigenous groups real quick. I was totally. white knuckling it real quick, <laughs> real bad through this whole scene. But I think... Maybe we did okay. I, I can't speak for not as bad as I expected. It, yeah, it, exactly. That's that's what we can say. Not as bad as I expected. Um, it did remind me, and this is like me being problematic, and I don't mean to me, but this is just a childhood memory. Shout out to anybody who lived in the Chicagoland area in the early nineties. There was a like a classic commercial called like eagle insurance and they had a mascot called eagle man and eagle man he was like a human like a human sized eagle it was a man in an eagle costume and they'd be like oh my god like somebody would get in a crash and they'd be like oh my god look up in the sky eagle man's here and this big ass six foot two man in an eagle costume would come on somebody's like you know 93 geo and then dump a human sized egg onto their car oh my god he'd be like oh look at those low rates and he would the <laughs> egg would be a low rate of insurance <laughs> so you can see why that really brought the memory back you know it's a oh, lot totally. <laughs> jeez a lot <laughs> oh, I, I love when the housewives get spiritual it's but, one of my favorite really. it's some segments because they're testimonials they're always like this one she's has like chanel literally across her chest dripping yeah it was yeah and then she's talking about going on a vision quest i was like i you people are so i was like this is the <laughs> la thing i've ever seen though <laughs> no tr- no legitimately and you know what i bet eagle woman's probably just as wealthy she probably lives right down the street that's a, that's a i guy. actually tried to do some research i mean she's got like all her social media she has a website uh, i didn't find i was hoping to find some kind of like scandal or something but uh, mm. i didn't think deep enough but i was curious like who is this person in la i mean good for her i hope she's like milking them all, <laughs> all dry. no really like i'm not even kidding this is one of my like if you were to ask me what is one of, what are one of your career goals is to come up with one bullshit niche <laughs> uh, like expertise 
to just like scam people with like it just seems so easy i know and you're scamming these are like these are victims it's <laughs> just, a victimless crime yeah it is a victimless crime to take <laughs> money from doreen i'm sorry <laughs> except for the robbery <laughs> yeah yeah this yeah, one is a true yeah <laughs> oh my gosh um yeah so uh, dorit is and the gang are going on a vision quest with eagle woman and nancy and everybody's gonna be having a great time pk does tell them i'm really cynical of you guys being able to achieve any sort of anything with this group of women like there's a lot of weird shit going on but dorit tells them to be quiet which actually comes back to my theory about dorit and pk i feel like in the beginning like when we were first presented with them on the show that it was like, how do I say, like, like they really tried to push that like that them as a couple made sense, but like you said, they don't. So yes. now I feel like in later seasons they're now leaning into this like Lucy and Ethel like we're so different. He's like a child, and I'm always like, oh PK, you know, like stopping him from doing something like right, stuffing his face with sugar or something like that. Like <laughs> it, it's there's been a shift. There's been the a problem shift. though is that she is not enjoying him as much in my mm. opinion like i do feel like she used to enjoy his weirdness more or his right. and sense of humor and i feel like now it's more annoying to her um and i you don't know, know yeah. and i'm constantly thinking about miranda who said once during sex in the city <laughs> i don't want to be mean mommy because who wants to fuck mean mommy like you you can, yes. you can be like ribbing with your partner but you don't want to be mean mommy because that's too far. And I also wonder if he has less money now that those things might be more annoying, right? Oh, yeah. 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 For <laughs> like sure. She, yeah, she's living in one of those clapboard farmhouses in Encino. Like, it's so far from Beverly Hills that they actually have to show stock footage of Rodeo Drive before we go to her. <laughs> exactly. No, I bet she's so tired of being like, we have to move again. It's been seven months in this house. Right, and I just think that stuff is le- way less cute when she's not rolling in dough. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. And when you have a real estate magnet as your side piece, you know, <laughs> the agency at your fingertips, it's really hard. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh! Speaking of the agency, we see Kyle FaceTiming with Sutton, and they're like trying to plan what to wear to this retreat. Right? Sutton is really me, who's like, I don't know what we have to wear, but like, I'm not doing a ropes course. Like, I'm not doing that. I'm not yeah. doing any trust falls. Like, no team building. Not that was me too. like I agree. Kyle's like lasering her face, <laughs> which I'm obsessed with because I know that that I've looked up that laser and it's like forty five hundred dollars. <laughs> oh, of course. And I was just like, damn it. <laughs> Just, just swipe it on the annex girl just like that pony Sutton got oh my gosh um <laughs> yeah I love seeing Dorit getting in full glam for this vision quest picking which like Chanel bag Chanel. She's it's wear. Like a, yeah the pink Chanel sweater it's like that's like her casual Chanel I guess like <laughs> yeah, right just just the low-key um doing a whole photo shoot with her team beforehand before this vision quest it's just like I guess, it's so funny no that was crazy I was like, I I love her for doing it on camera, though, I have to say. No, exactly. Like, I'm critiquing Dorit hard because she's been bugging me the past few seasons. But this episode, she really came to shine. And I appreciate all the work she did. I really do. (laughs) I think think Dorit is at her best when she leans into her narcissism and Mm -hmm. kind of 
accepts that that's what it is with her. Yes. <laughs> you get it. You get it. <laughs> so the ladies head over to Malibu for Dorit's retreat. These lo- women love like a bougie tent, like the muted color, just like your heather. Everything's tan. It just <laughs> like wild. Sutton and Garcelle drive together, and Garcelle's like, no, seriously. It's like her God given name, Eagle Woman. And I got scared again. But again, yeah. I think we pushed through. <laughs> we oh, I agree. I was like, Garcelle, come on. <laughs> Kyle goes by herself and we find out that like things have been really bad apparently since the reunion last season where it was like Kathy versus Lisa and really all season where it was Kathy versus Lisa like it sounds like she kind of went hermit it sounds like she's very hurt by some of the ladies not being supportive of her and hasn't really seen them that's what it's giving to me like honestly it was shocking because I had completely forgotten been <laughs> in the reunion I just was like with seeing it again I was like I'm traumatized again from this like it was crazy like I still haven't sort of really fully comprehended what went down it's a lot Desi <laughs> like I still haven't I'm like what I still don't know what happened and is Kathy truly evil like I don't know <laughs> speaking of the reunion and Kathy the last time that I tagged Kathy on Instagram was around the reunion. Why did she DM me like three days ago? <gasps> oh wait, I think I saw you post something about that. Yeah, or she she... Re- she responded with a hard eyes emoji. It was <laughs> it was like three o'clock in the morning your time. <laughs> no idea why. And she hasn't responded to me since I asked her a question and I will not reveal what that question was until she answers it. Okay. <laughs> butter us up she knew we were talking today <laughs> i should tell her i was like why the fuck is kathy hilton dm <laughs> but i appreciate it that is crazy. that's like wow. a ghost or sighting or exactly exactly <laughs> oh my gosh um Sutton tells everybody she got a horse we can move on from that erica also arrives alone and she's like lone ranger because we don't have any Lisa Renna anymore. She's like, first of all, I knew I was a stone cold bitch telling everybody that I didn't give a fuck about the victims last season. Yeah. And also she's like, you know, she's on, I was protecting myself mode. Like I'm reflective of my past behavior and like, but this is why I was doing it. Right. And she says, I'm walking in like a man on my own Island because my friend is gone. And she, I don't know if you noticed this, did a little sign of the cross before walking in. No, <laughs> uh, but we see that letter from Lisa Rinna and put a pin in this date, you guys. It was uh, September 10th of 2022 to somebody at NBC Universal saying, I will not be renewing my contract and I will not be coming back to RHOBH. Thank you so much for eight years. All the best, Lisa. So the T to that is that Lisa did not announce or it was not, it didn't come out that Lisa was going to be leaving the show until January um one a lot of people were saying that she was fired so this proves that she did quit on her own accord but so like it was announced that she was gonna be leaving in january in may andy cohen's book came out and he wrote in the book that after she wrote that she like immediately regretted it but then they were like well we'll just put you on pause but then after that lisa came out and uh, put out a statement to or her rep 
rather put out a statement to Hollywood life, which is like, okay, (laughs) (laughs) like no shame girl. But, but then she says there was never any discussion with anybody about that concept of her being put on pause. Her contract ended and the parties mutually agreed to not engage on a new one. She felt her time on the show had run its course and she was more than happy to move on. And she just still, she still does not regret it. Now, when I said it, she wrote this, it was like midnight on September 10th of 2022, right? The interesting thing to me right. is that I went back to see when, what episodes were airing around this time. And this was right before the Aspen episodes, like right before the, uh, oh, can I have my good friend Kendall Jenner's tequila? Right before right. she allegedly like went ham on everybody and was like calling everybody peons and saying she was going to bring down NBC. <laughs> so <laughs> the interesting thing to me is that like, obviously we know the like people on these shows get screeners a few days before they air. So right. to me, this feels like very suspicious timing that right before those episodes at midnight, she would be like, okay, you guys, I think I'm done. Thank you. I don't know. But what what do you speculate would be her reasoning? I think she probably knew that she stepped in it. That she probably went too hard on something that probably wasn't true. And that she was going to get her ass dragged in the mud like she did. And was like, well, let me just tap out now. And so I don't care. It was like a, you can't fire me, I quit. Right. Or let me like go out when it looks good. And... Mm -hmm you know, like before I know, like, you know, the shit's going to hit the fan with me. Right. I think she knew this was not going to be a good look for her. And I was like, let me leave now. I don't doubt it. I'm not a fan of her. I I used to be. And I'm so disappointed. Yeah. Yeah. um, Days of our lives. Uh, Billy. That was an era. Even I know Billy. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Um, so let's go back to the show. As soon as Erica walks in, the first thing that Kyle says is that she's the incredible shrinking woman. And Erica goes, it, it's hormones. And in their confessional, Dorit goes, oh, hormones? And she goes, air quotes. She goes, is hormones spelled O-Z-E-M-P-I-C? I don't know. It's like, well, Dorit is a little lady. funny sometimes. <laughs> That is like a pretty good little jokey joke for Dorit, especially about Erica, because now we know that this whole little Fox Force 5 thing has been completely blown up. Right. I'm it. also impressed that Dorit spelled it like on one. Right. <laughs> that was pretty Do you good. Think that was just one take? That, that is impressive. That's true. That That is true. I don't know that. Um, <laughs> it's so frustrating because it's just like, I don't get why people don't just admit stuff. Like what hormones is she on? What weight loss, weight loss hormones are there? I'm unfamiliar with them. Well, um, that, and yeah. And she said that she was, that she was losing weight because she was on, that she was um in menopause. Menopause. Right. Yeah. yeah. Which I've never heard. No, it's classically a time of life where you don't lose. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> seems like the opposite. But yeah, to me, it's like okay. Obviously, nobody is owed anybody's personal medical information. Like, oh, of course, we know that. However, 
if you know that like everybody's talking about Ozempic and everybody's like gossiping and whispering about like even within your own cast about Kyle we could just say uh, Kyle's fighting in every day of her life telling everybody that she's not on Ozempic in her Instagram comments if you want to look <laughs> every day she's like I swear to god guys I'm not on Ozempic but well, if, if, like, if you're saying you're on hormones just say what they are well, also, I can respect someone say that's none of your fucking business. Yeah. But I can't really respect lying. <laughs> if that makes sense. Like, say it's none of your fucking business, which is the truth. It um, is true. Like, exactly. Don't say something else. Like, that's weird. Yeah, exactly. So a producer asks Erica, like, are you on Ozempic or Wegovy? And she's like, no, but I'm on some really good hormones. And they should be, too. It's like, okay, well, whatever. Hey, share it then. What are they? Right. <laughs> Write them down, girl. Tell us your secrets. Maybe you could charge more at your uh, residency. Yeah, that's, that, could be way to sell, that could be a way to sell tickets. <laughs> you can bump it up to $8 per ticket if you wanted. Uh, so at that point, Nancy gets the drum out. She's singing behind Eagle Woman. Everybody sits down in that bougie tent and erica tries to sit on what she thinks is a chair but it's actually a table see this is what why we got to stop these things so nancy also, rel- out- also relatable <laughs> right that would have been me that would have been me too i was also <laughs> laughing when they first started singing just breathe because i was like is that the faith hill are they singing the faith that's hill? what i wondered and then at some point the lyrics changed and I was like that would be okay. funny I was like I want that to be the case but it wasn't because it sounded like just breathe I was like wait <laughs> it was I was like that would be like the spiritual song chosen for women in Fancy. Malibu mm-hmm. like oh my god <laughs> I'm glad you caught that because I wondered the same thing <laughs> Nancy then passes out um, some sage tea so that everybody can open up their souls. And, you know, Eagle Woman talks about, like, the eagle flying close to the sun, and then he gets behind the sun, and then after he comes back, he brings back wisdom. Mm. So Dorit talks about how, like, everybody's had a really rough start in the group, like, in the, for the past year. And she just wants to, you know, like, have a healing journey and, you know, move move on past all the issues, Right. And then she moves right to Erica and is like, you know, Erica, I felt very hurt by you. And I'm sure you know why. Cut to a clip from BravoCon four months ago where Andy asked Erica on stage, what Bravo Liberty relationship do you think is headed to Splitsville next? And she says Dorit and PK. So she says it with a real flourished. <laughs> she sissied that walk right up to the edge and did a little kick she put a little leg out oh totally <laughs> oh my god sexy i'm a little teapot right at the edge of the stage to say dorit and pk so dorit's like you know it was very hurtful and like mean-spirited to say that and erica's like but i didn't want to answer that and i asked not to and we do see out a flashback where she was like oh i feel bad i don't i didn't see her ask not to but she did say she felt bad no but she had the equivalent of someone who- where people are trying to pressure them to sing and they're like no 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 exactly and they're they're finally like drop their robe and they're in a full like evening gown and they grab the mic it's like that kind of right like like a liza at the tropicana like oh i couldn't possibly do a number and memories you know like (laughs) it was totally that moment and then she she's like i'm a show woman which is 
it's so embarrassing to say out loud like I'm sorry that killed me I would I don't know how any of them didn't bust out laughing at that moment like I would have fucking died look that Jesus. whole situation would have been a nightmare for me like keeping a straight <laughs> from the just breathe on like I would have been I, I fear. three and I went right onto the end of that stage and I gave the people what they wanted okay I'm a showman girl unbelievable I mean who does she think she is like I can't it's crazy Jude Law who is the greatest showman Hugh <laughs> Jackman she thinks she's Hugh Jackman exactly Hugh Jackman and you are no Hugh Jackman <laughs> Um, so Teresa's in a confessional. She gets Erica again. She was standing up, going to the edge of the stage and delivering the line, flipping her hair, coming back and feeling very good about herself. That's not a show woman. That's a bitch. I mean, that is like, that should, <laughs> that's like up there with like a really great tagline, like a show wife, uh, I'm sorry, a housewife tagline. That so line good. was perfect. Yeah. So good. I'm giving it to Dorit. I'm she's getting MVP of the episode for me. I'm just gonna call her right now. I'm yeah, gonna- I mean she brings it for sure. <laughs> um, so Dorit's like, you know, I kind of thought that maybe you would lead with an apology instead of defending your actions. And Erica's like, listen, that's just how it went down. It was a shady, shady question. I gave a shady answer. Dorit, is your marriage strong? Because, like, this wouldn't bother you if it is. Which, like, is fair, but I, it's also unfair if you haven't apologized yet. Yeah, she, it, she's a she's a classic deflector. Like, she'll always deflect Erica, I think. Right. She, she'll, she'll never take accountability for anything. And it's just, like, when she does, it's just, like, very blanket into everybody. Which is exactly what she does in just a second. But before that, Sutton says in a confessional... That the only rumor she's ever heard about PK and Dorit was that when he had his DUI back in 2021, there was a woman in the car. But that's all she's heard. So um, I will say that I think they asked, Andy asked Kyle or Teddy, who's on Watch What Happens Live, um, about what Sutton said. And I think one of them said that they should talk about why Sutton keeps vodka in her purse all the time. So. oh my god i mean who's fucking pk that's what i want <laughs> <laughs> exactly when you and met at chateau marmont like <laughs> right hello like the only place the only place oh my gosh um so yeah dorit tells erica like our, my marriage is very strong but like that doesn't matter because i went through a really challenging year and you know you're hurting and you're lashing out because of it and you're really mean-spirited so erica does her whole monologue like yes. truly like I'm I'm staring at the ground. This is gonna be like my I'm on Broadway, the the hush we fell because you know, yeah. she she didn't get to do Chicago because of it's COVID. Funny. It's so. funny you say that because I was like, this is her like fifties movie star um <laughs> monologue moment. Yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> she even has like the accent, like that that sort of like mid Atlantic. Mid Atlantic, mm-hmm. yes. These last few years have been very complicated, but we've all hurt each other's feelings, haven't we? So, flashback to like her being asked about, you know, the earrings that she's wearing. Like, oh, what a tragedy, Erica. So, Erica says, you know, I was getting hit from all sides and I, I just needed a moment to catch my breath in the group. But That's as your friend, I apologize for being rough and vicious. 
because I've never felt so low, so unheard. And I love you all, and I'm very sorry. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. And Kyle is like immediately like in tears <laughs> like runs right over to her in that Prada puffer jacket it's like Erica I know I was like okay. what month is this filmed why are they all wearing <laughs> jackets Sorry. literally never know. like you tell me what is the weather like during like the holidays because I mean it can be chilly and obviously it's chilly for us because we're acclimated to this area but i can't recall ever wearing a goose down puffer jacket in malibu and i I just like it's chillier by the beach obviously but like i would feel like a light jacket or a sweater would be fine yeah (laughs) i don't know why all of them were in those really heavy jackets it's like this is not aspen like what's going on here oh wow unbelievable i i never know like they're always dressed for a different event and uh, I never really know. Also, Crystal's there. Yes. We're not going to be talking about her at all in this episode because she doesn't say anything. But Crystal is here. No, she's here. She's going to put that out there. She's she's checked, cashing her check. <laughs> we heard more from Rob talking yes. about how, like, Erica was responsible for spending the money than, than we heard from Crystal this episode. But she's there. She's there. Um but anyway, Garcelle says in a confessional, like, it's really interesting to see Erica be so emotional and vulnerable. She doesn't really trust that completely, but, you know, she does want to give her a chance to see who she really is. So I feel like if Erica would just, like, stop being on some bullshit, that she and Garcelle could be really great friends. Like, I've always felt like Erica wanted to be her friend. It just, like, didn't work out because of Sutton. Erica needs to drop whatever act she's putting on and go back to her trashy roots and I agree. Then be really fun i think the problem with her is she's putting on this act that she doesn't know how to stop doing i i um, agree yeah. i agree mm-hmm. yeah and i honestly like and i'm gonna add sutton onto that too like i think she really likes sutton but like for whatever reason and i think this must be like fox force whatever bullshit she just like refuses to be nice to them but I yeah. think she needs to cut that because I don't think she really wants to be. I think I'm, she wants to be friends with them because they're fun. Yeah, and like, they would they would be fun to watch like, together. I didn't like Sutton, and I didn't get her. But now I'm kind of on board with her. Um, she's a, she's a strange. I think her friendship with Garcelle is part of why I've kind of been like, okay, mm-hmm. she's a weirdo. 
Um, she's strange. And I she's one of the housewives that I put in the Jan Brady category. Where it's just like, you know, she she's always trying, but she never quite gets, like, Shannon Bedore. Like, it just never right. quite works out for her. Like, you know, you always see, like, a, like a, like a pantyhose when you shouldn't, or, you know, something's always. Yes, yes, yes. But <laughs> I don't like Shannon, and I like Crystal better, and I feel like it's more endearing with her for me, mm-hmm. personally. Um, yeah. Shannon's, Shannon's just too triggering for me. Uh mm, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah she's, she's really manipulative and i can't stand her um very i don't find that i don't find that to be true with crystal and i i kind of like crystal and garcelle both have that quality where they'll just say what everyone's thinking sometimes and mm-hmm. i feel like it's necessary in those moments to kind of bring things forward yeah so, love that yeah. i think they're vital a lot they're very polarizing within the fandom but i i've always liked them so i, I always feel like that. the thing is interesting with housewives is like Obviously, I don't really like any of them. But that's, right. that's like that's the baseline. <laughs> so when I talk about who I like and dislike, it's purely for the show, uh, as far as the show entertain entertainment wise. Like, yeah, yeah, like is relative for sure. Yes, and sometimes <laughs> sometimes someone I've enjoyed can cross a line for me, or I'm like, okay, I'm no longer enjoying your antics. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's typically what happens for me. Can you think of any housewife that you actually would be like, okay, I could, I'd be willing to like get a dinner with them and then like drinks after. Right. I mean, there's a lot I would definitely want to meet, but not enjoy my time with. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, like candy. I don't know. Like mm-hmm. that's like the first one who comes to mind. Um, I like mm-hmm. a lot of the Potomac girls. Yeah. <laughs> Oh man, can we just briefly talk about the taglines that were released? Okay, I lost it when you posted that because you're oh, so because the Beverly Hills ones I think are bad. We don't even need to get into those. I'm not going to get into them. They suck. Some of them no. don't even make sense. Like I, I don't get them. But yeah, the Potomac one- played herself in her own tagline. Just listen to it. <laughs> just listen to it. It's wild. But the Potomac ones, I'm not even getting go down in history is some of the best taglines in history like they're they're incredible they're incredible karen's in particular i thought made me laugh out loud and totally reminded me of like one of sonia morgan's (laughs) one year that got really sexual it's a little long-winded yeah it doesn't seem like she quite knows what she's saying it's kind of dirty and i'm like i don't quite get what it means but it's hilarious i don't know so funny um let's go through them really quick okay sure um starting with Giselle Bryant she says I'm no angel but give me some grace and you'll learn to adore me which if you guys don't know angel grace and Dora are the names of her children so this is a real choice I love Giselle with her kids more than anything I love her kids and it's perfectly fine tagline it's very it makes sense uh and i'm just glad she's not still doing that intro word on she the street. Mm-hmm. yeah word on the street <laughs> it's tired it was just like okay it's wearing out it's welcome i agree i agree the low point for me for the next one was ashley darby saying you don't have to dig for gold when you shine this bright okay okay it's still humorous in its own way it, it, yeah it, it, then we get to robin which really made me crack up i just took a dna test and it turns out i 100 percent don't care okay robin thank you 
her husband probably has a few DNA tests. <laughs> <laughs> like, he's still he's still in the background with her too. I was like, okay, we'll see. Right. Going on there. Oh my god! If, the, if the, we have a DNA test storyline, I'm really gonna die. I really, okay, that, I really am. That will elevate that line by like a million. <laughs> Truly, it, it'll explain why she was crying on the sidewalk during the trailer but um moving on to candace dillard let me get my vocal cords <clears throat> lubricated here you need to sit everyone sit for this one <laughs> i screamed and she goes when they go low i just hit the high notes i died why was she singing i can't remember what season it was where candy had her candy. intro like, oh. <laughs> Do you remember? It wasn't her tagline, but it was oh, like a- I, uh-huh. I tweeted it earlier. It's my, <laughs> before that one, it was my favorite tagline of all of it. Uh-huh. <laughs> I <made> so- small. <laughs> I so, that is so it. funny. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> More singing and taglines, please. Please, 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 please. Oh my gosh. Both candies have come out with, with this representation and I really appreciate it. Um, then we go out with Wendy, Dr. Wendy Osefo, saying, if you're going to test this professor, be prepared to fail. <laughs> Another iconic one. Um, we have the new housewife of Potomac. Her name's Neka. And she says, Nigeria raised me, LA made me, and Potomac will remember me. Okay. And I'm excited. I'm excited to yeah, see what she goes. Yeah. Um, and then we have Mia, who's mm-hmm. <laughs> said it doesn't matter the size of our home i'm always the queen of this castle which is just like okay a kind of a self-drag which is what yeah. mia does that, that's yes. a mia, very mia coded um yes. and then finally our grand dame karen huger says <laughs> absolutely love her <laughs> i don't ride the fence honey i am the fence you ride me <laughs> no idea i'm scared for ray <laughs> I'm constantly terrified for Ray. He can't All handle the woman. <laughs> I'm worried. Oh my god! I I would just I would have loved to have been in the room when Ray found out that that was her tagline. I'm like, what? Just picture him like shuffling out of the room, not just saying a- slowly walking up those stairs. It's five forty-five, <laughs> and it's ready for him to go to bed. Time was. <laughs> oh, but I'm so excited, y'all! We got one more Potomac. I when you said that that when you posted that I was like I literally almost fainted. <laughs> That's my favorite uh housewives franchise by like Oh. Cuz you have good taste. That, that you're right to say that. <laughs> you're absolutely right to say that. Oh my gosh. Okay, let's go back to Beverly Hills real quick. So Eagle Woman asks to keep the circle going, right? And Kyle goes next. So she says to Erica that the stuff with Kathy really strained all their relationships, right? And she was really upset and emotional. And she felt like she wanted somebody to support her at the reunion, but nobody did in that moment. Like everybody just sat there and let her go back and forth with Kathy. When she felt like she was drifting out at sea. How could you, how, I'm surprised that she said that. Cause she also says in a confessional that she expected more from like, even though she's calling out Erica, 
she says in the confessional that she expected more from Dorit and Sutton. And she said this in Watch What Happens Live too, that like they were closer. So whatever, she expected more from them. But then Kyle says in the confessional that basically Sutton's been going over to Kathy Hilton's parties and um having a great gale time hanging out with uh elliot spitzer whoever that publicist is and whoever i don't kyle seems to think that everybody's dying to go to kathy hilton's parties kyle was also at that party in that picture right (laughs) right so i this relationship is so toxic and i've thought this from the moment i realized her sister was kathy hilton Mm-hmm. if you remember the early seasons how desperate she always was when it was like a parent said she might come to Farrah's graduation like it was always this like relationship that seemed so awful to me um, right <clears throat> always had a real desperate vibe to her about getting Kathy's approval mm-hmm. so I feel like this has been a long time coming um I don't doubt that Kathy is a nightmare to deal with um and I think Kyle you know I I believe her that she has suffered through this relationship she didn't have to though because she's an adult now (laughs) exactly we we've been decades out from having to to deal with this but yeah Yeah. i mean my thing is that kyle acts like she is a complete victim in this situation and she can't possibly be (laughs) that's also really hard because we never really saw what happened with kathy do you know what i mean it's all hearsay and it's i don't doubt that some of it's true but i i kind of doubt that it's as much as lisa said happened Mm -hmm. and i would love to see a video of her calling dorit like whatever a numbskull piece of shit (laughs) loser whatever it was like i would love to see that rant where is it like drop the tape yeah drop the tape um yeah i mean obviously this is like a very layered situation but it's interesting to me that kyle had this expectation that like when push really came to shove her friends were gonna have her back when it came to like going against her sister and they just like didn't i i think that's very interesting i i really do i Um, think it's weird because she's been so defensive of kathy when people have tried to help her in the past Uh I feel like people are like, I can't go against. It's like one of those things where you don't make a fun of someone's boyfriend until they've been broken up for months. Because if they get back together, you're screwed. (laughs) And I feel like it's probably a little bit of that. Why would they go against Kathy when Kyle has time and time again gone back to Kathy after these things have happened, I guess. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I think it makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I agree. But, uh, yeah. So, I mean, Garcelle does tell Kyle... I understand what you're saying, but like, I was kind of confused at the reunion because like, you weren't even coming for the people who were coming for your family. Like, you're expecting support from them, but like, they're coming for your family and you're not doing anything to Lisa, basically. That's <laughs> what she's talking right, about. Right, right. Um, <laughs> so Kyle says in a confessional, like, why is Garcelle not getting that my sister was the one who created all this mess coming for my family? And like, you know, there was just a time where I said, enough. And like, you just don't want to defend anybody who has hurt you repeatedly. So I just kept my mouth shut. And then Kyle says that there have also been many instances where Kathy has called her ranting and raving and pissed off about something. And now she basically has like PTSD when she sees Kathy Hilton ring on her phone, on her phone. She like doesn't want to answer. She panics and it just like takes her back to being like a child. Um, and I buy that. I mean, yeah, sure. yeah, 
I, I think there's I think there's entire truth to that, but I also think that's like, you know, forty percent of it. I think Kyle sees like she's very good at kind of judging where the popular opinion lays and tries mm. to kind of direct herself in that way. Yeah. I think. Uh and she sees, I think, that people bought a lot of the Kathy Hilton stuff. Um, and she can kind of get sympathy that way. Mm-hmm. I mean, I do think it's true, but it's kind of like I think a lot of the housewives will often use things that are very real to get sympathy uh, on the show. Right. Um, or, you know, possibly to, like even with Erica, like I think they all kind of know how to manipulate things. Um, even when they're legitimate, they kind of can use them. Yeah. Let me ask you this. Do you, I almost wonder like, okay. Cause you know, like Kyle and Kim came on the show together. Right. But like, we all know how that went. And all yeah. Kim left and Kyle was sort of able to forge her own path being Queen B in her own right without her sisters on Beverly Hills. And like she got her own name and all of that. And yeah. then I think, you know, Kathy comes on and, you know, the first season she's like, oh, haha, silly Kathy who just like doesn't know what the hell she's doing. And she's given caviar on on you know card tables you know whatever the hell she was doing the first season and everybody thought she was a big joke and then the second season she comes on kyle's really like oh ha 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 you're such a joke everybody thinks like because she's gauging what the audience thinks and she's like yeah. oh here's my sister she's so dumb or whatever <laughs> like she's right dead. and then that should happen and i think she felt like everybody was going to be on the cast her soldier like they have been and then that didn't happen now she's like well pff, i don't have my friends and i don't have my family what was that for yeah i mean it's really interesting to start thinking about what might have happened <laughs> like cause mm-hmm. this is like the one area i really can get into conspiracy theories because to me it's completely harmless stuff right <laughs> tragic in some way but it's like what if lisa and kyle were in on something to get off the show (laughs) like maybe kyle didn't like that attention i mean maybe she initially liked that everyone kind of saw kathy as this dimwit kind of uh, harmless person because it explained maybe why kyle loved her so much Mm -hmm. um and then at some point it just like you said she was this queen bee like what was her motivation bringing kathy on at all exactly like i think she she just did not consider like her stepping on her territory i don't know i don't know know. it's very interesting and weird and i love when there's some family dynamic happening on a housewives Mm -hmm. it's one of my favorite storylines um and it just reminded me that i would hang out with kim richardson as well (laughs) a hundred percent like she seems fun a hundred percent and you go over to her house and you'd be there for hours days even you know i want to hear all her stories and you would and you would from black Na- black snake moan to the witch mountain to the whole thing yep <laughs> oh god bless her and god bless eagle woman who makes everybody do a group hug and that's really the end of our our hailing m- moment with eagle woman and I wrote, the, I wrote the hug before the storm but that's <laughs> that they're gonna they're gonna clip back to later on in the season right we were all so happy back then what happened (laughs) i really felt like we connected with eagle woman (laughs) um jennifer tilly i I was like shocked (laughs) i didn't know they were friends yeah they've been friends for quite some time and what a what a funny little couple there like 
this Jennifer, I mean, no shade. I really don't know too much about Jennifer Tilly's, uh, you know, IMDb list outside yeah. of the Chucky series. Yes. Does she have money like that to be traveling around with Sutton? Because we found out how much money Sutton has. We'll get to that in a second. And I'm just like, I don't know. Does Jennifer Tilly you know have extra money? Everyone's way richer than I think because they're always married to some weird corporate banker. Right. Like some <laughs> random private equity nerd. Right. She might have been married to someone really wealthy. I don't know. I don't know. Um, yeah. I or maybe know. Sutton treats her. Who the hell knows? I mean, that was another thing, though, that kind of was a positive in Sutton's column for me. I was like, oh, you're friends with Jennifer Tilly. That's really funny to me. <laughs> and you kind of saw a different side with her with like putting the caramel in her ear. Like, oh, my God. <laughs> I just can't with her. <laughs> so strange. OK, according to the Internet and, you know, that could be anything with a celebrity net worth that she could be worth about 40 million dollars jennifer tilly so good for her good for her um so they go over to she goes over to the sutton store the sutton concept a store that i don't think anybody goes to is Um, it like an appointment only store i would imagine it is i've been to the website and the price ranges are so wild and the inventory is so wild it's like you can get a an Hermes scarf or like a golden cage sculpture. <laughs> it's just like very, yeah, I was like, I need to go to this store when I saw it. I was like, I, I, I don't know. I think it's, I think I know where it is. Um, but yeah, it's, it's so weird, but I don't want to go to any store where I have to make an appointment. It's like, I want to yeah. just walk in and stare at stuff. Like, I don't want to like announce my announce. I'm there. <laughs> the building gives like Robertson, like old school Robertson, you know, us. Yeah, yeah, I'm not sure where it is exactly, but yeah, you should look into that. Maybe next time I come to LA, we'll we'll we do a little tour. Okay, (laughs) I'll make an appointment for us. (laughs) A Bravo tour, (laughs) (laughs) and yeah, we can go to something about her afterwards. Um, (laughs) (laughs) It's open. (laughs) Fingers crossed, man. So Sutton um, has a property manager, gentleman. I think mm. his name was Avi. Yes. I, I don't everything. really know what Avi does. He seems like he does all of the stuff she doesn't want to do. Right. And her it, life at her store and right. her other things. Yeah. Do inventory. <laughs> get Chinese chicken salads for me and Jennifer Tilly. Figure yeah. out what's going on with my horse that I got on my Amex card. Yes. Sorts of things. Um so yeah then um yeah that's where Sutton tells the story about how long she and Jennifer have been friends and how when they went to France last time she Jennifer had given her a salt of caramel she thought it was an earplug put it in her ear and they couldn't get it out I mean what the hell's going on here I like when she's described their relationship though as being we're so stupid together I was like see that's relatable <laughs> just going to fashion shows those are your good friends where you can mm-hmm. be so good together. <laughs> They're like truly like real life, absolutely fabulous. Just like yes. wealthy addition. But so then this leads us into Sutton talking about how she wants to have autonomy, financial autonomy, and teach that to her children, particularly her daughter, about mm-hmm. like, you know, not getting caught in a situation where you're financially dependent on somebody because she when she married her husband they were like on equal footing they were both they both had careers but then she got pregnant he told her to just sit there and be a mom and then she started getting an allowance and like this that and the third and how 
she tells Jennifer, like, I earned every penny of my payout. Now, for the first rich thing she says to Jennifer is, you know, the first thing that people say, two words come out when you get a divorce, spouse and support, which is like, I don't know if those are the first two words for like an average person, but sure. Um, but then she's like, you know, it, that comes with an anchor and I'm not stupid enough to give that up, but I do want complete freedom. Now, let's just break this down because we do get a breakdown of what Sutton got in her settlement which is like i don't even know if like lauren bezos got this much but she says she got 300k a month in spousal support and i think that's for life wow 1.235 million in cash she got a house in la she got a house in augusta georgia an apartment in venice italy a couple cars a vespa uh which seems like a drop in the bucket compared to everything else she got um yeah partial ownership in two minor league baseball teams y'all four <laughs> percent stake in a lumber company i don't know if you guys know how much money lumber companies can make it's a lot of fucking money especially now especially um, now i mean the uh, funny thing with her is like she's like i'm looking for financial freedom but she's not truly she's still getting all that money <laughs> that's my point it's like sutton god bless you there's nothing you're going to do that's going to make up for all the fucking money that you just made from that spousal support. There, how how are you going to make more than 300k a month? How, doing what, Sutton? Not You're eating Chinese crazy. chicken salad with Jennifer Tilly? No. No, it's like, I mean, good for her that she's trying to do something with her life outside of just but being... Let's just be honest. honest. Yeah. Let's just be honest here and realistic. <laughs> let's just be realistic. Like, just say... I gave up my career and I, when we divorced, I feel like I earned every penny. Just keep it at that. And it's true. Like it's true. Um, And I think she's very similar to like rich wives who started jewelry line or it's like, she's just the divorced version of that. It's like, Mm -hmm. husband's like, go ahead. It doesn't matter if you earn money from it. (laughs) It'll keep you busy. Exactly. Like, there's no possible way that Sutton is even breaking even on that store. Not happening. The rent alone is probably crazy. Like, no. And and I tell you what, doesn't fucking matter. At $300,000 a month, doesn't matter. No, it gives her a place to go every day. She's probably near (laughs) New place to eat salad, you know? Yeah. A new little environment. She's, I'm obsessed with her now. Wild. That is so much money, Desi. I know. I know. Leave it. Oh my god, she makes more than like the president makes in a year. (laughs) (laughs) No, and she's one of those people. Also, her husband. I saw that the company he owns is worth like three hundred trillion. Like it's crazy. Like wild. Yeah. I I just can't even imagine. So we got to go over to the poor side of town with Erica. Um, who goes to therapy with Dr. Jen, who, I don't know, she's like on um, family therapy on VH1. She's she's a TV doctor. Okay. Definitely. So she's going to therapy with Erica and she's like, you know, there have been indictments that Tom have, has gotten, but she's not been included in them, right? But it's like, you know, she's still got her name associated with everything, right? So after that, she's talking to dr jen about you know tom's old as fuck to put it lightly okay 
it, it's only a matter of time, you know, before the Grim Reaper comes and tells him to go back to hell where he belongs. <laughs> the conversation had me on the floor. I was like, what? Like, They're... even though it's accurate, why are you talking about this? am i gonna be okay and jen is like no you're probably gonna feel bad again after he dies and she's like really you think (laughs) like no concept of being like ah so i'm not gonna be like totally chill after i find out that he dies okay i'm gonna have to start over again damn really that was the most emotion she's shown (laughs) yeah dr jen being like listen just stop mixing the Lexapro with the alcohol and you'll be fine, which is like so LA. <laughs> and then they have a flashback to her being mean to Garcelle's son. And I was like, is that supposed to excuse it? Like, right. Oh, right. That, that's when she was on Lexapro and alcohol. It wasn't her. <laughs> Fuck you, kid. All right. <laughs> so, like, okay. <laughs> then, then it gets even more wild. <sighs> Because Erica has talked about how Dorit was upset with her and how, like, she probably needs to be a better friend. And she asks, how can I be a better friend, Dr. Jen? And Jen is like, well, you need to look at what your friends are going through and have empathy. And Erica goes, how do I do that, though? And Dr. (laughs) Jen goes, well, you have to imagine yourself being in that person's shoes with their background. And Erica's like, right. Understand how it feels for them, huh? you get empathy i was like you're on tv right now do not ask a question like that on television i don't but even think she was joking i don't think she was joking either i i think she i think that was the realest she's ever been in a like, way like i legitimately truly confused get it. she yeah. does not get it and i think that explains a lot of her behavior last year all she could think about was how everything was affecting her. And she saw no qualms about like when Garcelle was like, you know, get sell the earrings and pay the victims. Like she truly like didn't get it. Why some people in that situation, even if they weren't responsible, would be like, here, take my fucking jewelry, take my bags. Like I want these people. You know what I mean? Like, right. Get it. Yeah. It's not even like she doesn't want to be empathetic. Is it? She literally doesn't know how empathy works. <laughs> it's really scary and it's kind of so chilling yeah it's it's just like because that's like that's forever like i don't know how she'll learn <laughs> like, she's at this point and like they're it like an episode of rap barney like wow no, it, it was truly wild and honestly i feel like that was the key to erica mm-hmm. and now we know and uh i don't think it'll ever change shocking that was a truly truly shocking it really was shocking and it's like i know she she comes from a rough background and i feel like you know not that i have a similar background but there's some crossover with her and i feel like that was like her coping mechanism and she just never was to self-preserve and Mm -hmm. she's never dropped it like uh even when she was safer right (laughs) it's really it was really scary like it was like true like scary movie reveal levels of shock for me (laughs) no I agree it was I don't know like I said I really feel like that's the first time she's been truly like real Mm -hmm. yeah it's a real question and she really didn't know 
um, I don't know how the therapist sat there because I would have been like, uh, that's right. (laughs) Right. Maybe you, oh, girl, I don't know. Anyway, um, so Doreen invites Kyle over and she she like reheats that nasty looking pizza. (laughs) Why? Or on the Hermes chairs, just like on the Hermes plates, just incredible. And and Dorit's like, do you think that Kyle's gonna even want this pizza? He was uh, judging by the pictures I've seen of her lately. I think she's gonna want a glass of water. Probably not. Nothing yeah. else. It's like PK, you just want the pizza, right? <laughs> You're talking around getting the pizza. Yeah, I'll take it though. I'll take it. Yeah. Um, so PK offers Kyle some non-alcoholic gin, and this is where we find out that Kyle's not been drinking for seven months, and basically like since she went off on uh Sutton at that party and like grabbed her by the arm she just was like well you know I I need to do whatever it takes to make me feel better um so Dorit then tells her like you know I'm really happy to see you coming out on the other side and getting to a better place and you know like with after the Kathy of it all and Kyle says that she saw Kathy last at one of Sutton's parties about two months ago and that things were civil but She's just at a place where, like, she's not going to take it anymore. She's not going to take being mistreated by anybody. And she says that, like, in a confessional, Kathy's used to, like, a lot of people in her life letting her get get away with a lot of stuff. And she also allowed that from Kathy because she was the baby sister. But, like, now it's just taking this toll on her and she's just shutting the whole thing down. So... Then Dorit starts talking about like how hard her year was with the PTSD from the break-in. PK was in LA or in London a lot. And like, she was starting to feel like for the first time she and PK weren't connected and like, were they going to make it right? So Kyle's like, yeah, I mean, I think it's pretty normal to have those thoughts. Like there's always going to be a time in a relationship where life happens. Y'all grow in different ways and you know, you pull it together and make it work. You guys went to a therapist, so you're trying or like, you know it breaks you up i noticed too in the um this conversation after dorit's rant where kyle's like i've had those thoughts too the music stopped when she said that Mm -hmm. (laughs) it was a very subtle editing choice (laughs) (laughs) so i love when these shows things have things have imploded off season and we all know what's happened, but we have to go through the motions, <laughs> kind of like very similar to Vanderpump last season. <laughs> Little Easter eggs and see yeah. like what people said. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's very, uh, it makes it really fun. And what's behind that? Oh, gosh. Um. So, yeah, I mean, basically, they're just talking about like, I mean, Kyle's not really saying anything about her and Mauricio, but Dorit is talking about her and PK. But like, basically like she wanted more from him he wasn't capable of doing it at the time but it sounds like you know at least for the next three months that they're fine why don't more infant formula companies use organic grass-fed whole milk instead of skim why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? 
Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Yeah, and I think uh I think Dorit went through something obviously that was traumatizing, but I can also see how PK would be annoyed. Oh yeah. Look, I got like six you know, years, babes. We gotta get back to George. She takes it a little far. Like right. Doreen's hungry for a storyline. For sure. For sure. Oh <laughs> man. Um, so then we get over to Garcelle and her sons. Mm. They have a picnic on the beach, and I don't know why I don't have it in my mind that these are twins, because I always feel like one is older. One looks like maybe he got yeah. more nutrients in the in utero than the other one. <laughs> Wait, I which one? I I forget they're, they're Jackson Jade. Yeah, it's, yeah. Jax was in Jackson. the front. He's the one talking about his girlfriend. Jade was the one that okay. went off on her. <laughs> okay, okay. And is Jade the one you think got more nutrients, or no, Jax? Jax. Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's hard to say. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so Garcelle basically starts off by saying that she had been working in Atlanta filming for like three weeks. And this is like a larger conversation about how, you know, work takes her away from the kids. And it sounds like they don't want to be over at their dad's because their whole life is with Garcelle, like where she lives. They don't have friends over there. They're 15. They can't drive. So it's just like they're just sitting there over at their dad's board when they want to be at their mom's hanging out with their friends, right? Right. So um, Garcelle's like, well, yeah, I mean, I understand that you guys don't like it when I leave. It sounds like, you know, you guys sounded like really annoyed on the phone when I was talking to you guys. And they basically were just like, yeah, I mean... It seems like you want to parent us. Jade tells her this. He's like He says he wants more freedom. And Garcelle's like, I kind of feel like you're not letting me parent. And he goes, that's fair, actually. But I kind of needed you to parent me like two years ago instead of now. Like most of the parenting and the teaching, like I already know how to do all that by myself. Right. <laughs> he goes, so Garcelle goes, so are you saying that I wasn't your mom for those two years? And he goes, yeah, yeah. <laughs> She's just like, oh, <laughs> like stab her right in the heart they just look right yeah. in the face. <laughs> they were like dramatic like mom you were gone for a year she was like i was gone for three weeks okay i was so weird like facts are facts like sorry. <laughs> how are they no, to for real <laughs> like I, I i can understand a kid being abandoned but three less than a month versus an entire year is, it's also trip. you're with your dad even if you're bored i don't fucking care like <laughs> Like, that's not the worst thing that can happen to you no I these are totally like this is very 15 behavior of like I don't need yeah. that anymore and I, I get that that's how they feel and it is true that's the age where I think a lot of kids feel like you can't be my parent anymore I don't need it mm-hmm. so I don't know that it's specific to um sorry Garcelle and yeah. said just just <laughs> um do you know what I mean no like, I agree yeah I, I think this is like a very like normal scene, situation. This scene was kind of like fine. I like seeing her and her family, but at the same time, I feel like people were trying to make a lot of this scene that I'm just like, eh, it seems pretty typical to me. Um, 
yeah stuff yeah i agree like even jay even Jax was like damn are you saying that to mom like he didn't even seem to really fully agree with us so <laughs> i don't think they that him. yeah <laughs> exactly <laughs> with his girlfriend um but you know it seems like if you're saying like two years ago you abandoned me that sounds like two years ago when you started this show right you and let's have that conversation you know that's true that would be more like yeah technically you were living here but we never saw you like that's right so more on that but yeah i'm with you i really like to see garcelle with her boys and like just being a mom or whatever you know we never got any i mean i hope we get to see her older son too this season (laughs) oliver oh After his last run on Bravo, I don't know. Well, I don't know. We might be good. I want to see where he is now. I want to see how she deals with him. Truly, yeah. Oh man, like that would this be is... interesting. That would be an interesting parent-child <laughs> scene for me. I know, for real, like yeah, like our post scandal like Oliver. What the hell did you do? How yeah. did you get involved in all of this? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Um. So we get to our final scene, which is Kyle and Mauricio at home. Kyle's clearly like trying to like they clearly were planning to film a scene together but Mauricio's busy on the phone with his assistant talking about like how he can go to Coachella and go golfing with his boys like rightfully annoyed right so he gets off the phone and he's like yeah we need to talk about our calendars he's talking about spring break Portia and going to Portugal she's like oh I can't go I'm busy and Kyle says in a confessional that like she and Mo have had a really challenging year. He's been working nonstop. She's been working. And basically they're at the point where they have to schedule a meeting to go over their schedule. And it's been a real problem, right? So Mauricio is like, oh, you know, like clearly you can tell that they haven't really been talking or, yeah. talking or getting yeah. along. And he's trying to be like Mauricio, like OG Mauricio, like, oh, you look so amazing. You've been working out, you've been eating well, you've been changing your life. Like, how how great for you. And you can just see in her face, she's like, I'm I'm not doing this, okay? <laughs> like, I mean, nice it's so weird. Her. It's like this is what someone who hasn't seen you for 10 years says. Mm-hmm. Right? <laughs> like it was it, it almost seems staged. This whole thing, even her being frustrated waiting for him to get off the phone seems like a scene that might have just been cut uh, if the relationship didn't end over the off season. Right. It would have been nothing. It, it would have been nothing. But they mm-hmm. definitely let it drag on for a pretty long time, I think. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Even her frustration seemed a little act like a little too active. <laughs> she I, and I thank you because at some point I was like okay are you winking at the camera like you guys want to see it here I'm putting out here that I'm not happy yeah. with Mo, right yeah. <laughs> just to be clear yes. Yes. um so yeah he's like talking about how great she looks and she's like you know talking about in a confessional how when you go through a hard time in your life it just like changes you as a person and after feeling let down by her friends and disconnected from her husband she found an outlet but I don't see it just like more of an explanation. I feel like we're not hearing enough. Like, okay, why are you feeling disconnected? Like, you guys are just busy? That's it? That's it? Yeah. I mean, I have a theory that when Kyle kind of cut ties with that sort of toxic relationship with Kathy, she's in a mindset now where she's kind of wilding out. Taking like, inventory. She, and like, she yeah. She was kind of like, 
I'm a different person. Like that was so overwhelming for her, her whole life. Like cutting it free has completely changed how she sees herself, I think. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And she's kind of, like you said, taking stock of everyone who maybe doesn't appreciate her or uh, whatever. And I think she's seeing Mauricia, I'm sorry, Mauricio. I always, I always want to say Mo because everyone calls him Mo, but for some reason I don't see him as Mo. Yeah. (laughs) It always trips me up when I do it, but like, yeah, like, I just think what used to be attractive to her about him, like the fact that he was so hardworking, she was sort of busier then. And now that she's sort of taking stock, I think it's more grating to her or something. Like, she's yeah. just like, she doesn't have the rose colored glasses on anymore. Cause a lot of her life was putting Kathy on a pedestal, putting Mauricio on a pedestal. Like, that was her thing. This mm-hmm. husband, this husband who like earned so much money and like gave her this perfect life. So I just think now she's kind of like trying to, she's seeing that she is her own thing, I think, and doesn't really need them. <laughs> you should have never filmed Buying Beverly Hills. That's what happened. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. I think that might I know. Be- I mean, it's like house, the house husband should never have wings to fly onto their own show. Right. You got to clear them. Pieces. They're in the kitchen. They are yeah. like, dinner. That's it. It's the only one like, who's been able to make it work is Terry Dubrow. The only one. Right. And I think it's because he had, didn't he do reality TV before? Even they did. Probably. I think he did some kind of like E E show or something, you know, like a mm. lower level, I guess, but I don't know. But yeah, he, he did uh, for sure. Um, but yeah, I think, I think when the husbands start to get into the drama, it's always a fail. Agreed. Like that awesome. Angie. From last season of um salt lake the other oh, angie. God. angie h yeah that nightmare the husband that- <laughs> Stay out of it. we're not we're not here for you <laughs> shaw exposed <laughs> oh my god oh my that's god. like 100 years ago um, <laughs> but yeah I, I think kyle is truly having like sort of a reawakening or something yeah, she's just giving a little, like, Ashley Simpson, a little angsty teen here, like, giving it to Mo about how, like, he notices that she's got new tattoos, and she's like, yeah, I've got five now, and she points out, you know, she gives him a little tattoo to her, and he's like, oh, I think I've only seen, I didn't know you got two more tattoos, and she's like, yeah, well, you know, maybe if you spent a little more time looking at my body, mm. you would have known that, right? <laughs> and then she's like, you know, this is obviously a big issue in our relationship because he would have noticed a freckle on my body uh, you know a couple years ago but now he doesn't even notice that I have two more tattoos and so then Mo does this weird Cody Brown patriarchy five tattoos is enough don't you think like don't get any more she's like what yeah (laughs) like you don't even know how many I have so how are you going to be policing how many I get right and basically he's just like yeah like you don't you don't really need to do that she's like no no no. you don't really get a say in what's going on that so then she says in a confessional or she says to him right like she's at a point in her life where she doesn't want to have to explain anything to anybody including him yeah and she went from doing everything for her, her mom told her to do to being a mother and she's like you know i realize that i can do everything right and things can still go to shit but like you know, I don't know. Maybe it's what happened to my sister, but I don't feel like I have to answer to anybody. And I was like, yeah, I mean, you don't have to answer to anybody, but like, you know, 
you also don't have to become a rebellious person just to rebel like do it because you want to and kyle's like listen i'm very fucking clear right now i'm not rebelling i'm just i'm really clear really clear yeah i mean kyle is like the good girl who is gonna go bad and i want to see what happens she's sandy (laughs) smoking a cigarette and wearing a leather jacket she totally is she has presented this person her whole life and she's done with it and now she's gonna go like (laughs) whatever she's gonna do with morgan i have no idea what's going on there but i'm interested (laughs) wearing relaxed fit jeans and walking around nashville i guess yeah i mean it's crazy it's it's really it really is like did you enjoy Kyle and Mauricio as a couple prior to this? Not really. I, I didn't have an opinion on them, period. Like, mm-hmm. they didn't bother me, but it just seemed kind of boring. I did think, you know, he's kind of hot for a, a house husband. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's about as hot as you get <laughs> uh, in yeah. that realm. You know what I mean? So he's kind of an attractive. And they just seemed kind of like a boring couple who I did kind of think were really into each other. Um, yeah to me they were like hollywood romance like best case scenario for what you can expect if you're running in those circles in la we're attracted to each other and we like get along you know that doesn't yeah he's not cheating but i just don't put i just look the other way kind of stuff right Um, right which has always been kind of the rumor about them but yeah, but I agree. Like, they did seem to genuinely like each other, at least, and be attracted to each other. Um, and whatever. They had that that lifestyle that they both clearly liked. Uh, so that's why I said earlier, they were the type I could picture staying together forever. Uh-huh. Just because it worked. That doesn't mean they wouldn't have side things. But, like, uh, ultimately, like, a classic old school <laughs> marriage. Um, like and- Ken and Lisa. Yeah, totally. Like, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. I, I mean, think that they're like officially going to break up. I honestly do because I think it's really rare for people to go this far out and get back together. Yeah. Um, they, don't have, they don't have young kids anymore, which would always be a sort of factor, I think, that could play into it. And, yeah I don't I think it's done I don't I don't think there's going back I do think something might be going on with Morgan because that relationship is just really um unusual to me mm-hmm. <laughs> maybe the, maybe it is this cool new exciting friend she met right like uh so that could be true also yeah. um but is Morgan uh an out lesbian no that's, oh, she's that's part okay. of it is that Morgan's not out and there was a lot okay. of um a lot of uh you know when when the rumors started heating up about morgan and kyle that the people were finding who they assumed to be morgan's ex-girlfriend talking about like oh you know when they tell you that that's the person you shouldn't worry about you know that sort of thing um so yeah but from my understanding morgan's not like out out okay yeah i wasn't sure um I, i i i also think it's very weird because I've listened to her music. So <laughs> like it's weird to me that someone would hear her music and have to reach out. To her. <laughs> that that whole story has always baffled me a bit like so I have not listened to any of her music but I've heard her speaking voice and you know 
I think it's, that maybe was why I haven't bothered to go over it. Not that it's bad. I just it's not the type of music that would make me reach out. <laughs> is it like is it like yeah. rock country like, like country rock? I guess kind of like a, it kind of has a twang to it, but I would say it's like um, not conservative country. Do you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like the tattooed rebel, like that kind of stuff. I guess a little gotcha. bit. More. Like, I, I don't probably, know. Probably it's not a genre I listen to. Okay. So, but I guess it has a country aspect to it. Gotcha. Um, okay. But not like, you know, that other kind of country. Okay. Um, but yeah. Well, are you excited about the rest of the season? I am excited. I think I liked the little previews we got. Um, it seems like they go to Vegas. We're going to, was it Portugal or uh, Spain? I can't remember. Um, so I love, I love a trip. Um, and mm. yeah, I'm, I, I am curious. I, I'm, I'm curious about the new girl too. I don't know anything about her. Um, Ooh, yeah. So she has some um, I don't know, ties to Candace Owens some some transphobic remarks. Oh, okay. I did see someone tweet something, but it didn't make sense to me. And you never know when you read a tweet what right. the context is. Okay. So that is accurate. I, yeah. I mean, that's what I heard. I'm, I'm disappointed okay. already. And yes. is her name, but um. Uh, yeah, it, it's a shame. Okay, well, it looks like she starts getting into it with the ladies, so we'll see what and that's about. It gives Crystal some screen time, as she, as she told us. But yeah, Poor Crystal. I mean, she joins the long list of housewives who are kind of like seem like perfectly fine people, mm-hmm. <laughs> but are just maybe too normal to be on the show, right? Uh, but she is legitimately wealthy, so there's that. <laughs> I'm excited. I'm 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 really really excited. Uh, Desi, tell everybody where they can find you. Um, I am the co-host of a podcast called Hollywood Crime Scene, so you can listen to me over there. And I'm still on Twitter, which is, I'm still calling it Twitter. As you should. Uh, at Desi Jet. Um, I don't really tweet as much, but if you want to go there, you can do that. All right. Well, as usual, the links to Desi and all of our guests will be in the episode description, y'all. If you want to give us a five-star review, I would greatly appreciate that. And check out Hollywood Crime Scene, y'all. Have a great day. Bye. Thank you, Desi. Bye. Bye.